Hello everyone, welcome to Covenants Continuing Education Programs with Tammy Jones and Dave Clay. And Tammy, you can say hi. Tammy, we thought it would be a good idea to share with our podcast listeners just a bit more about Covenant's continuing education programs, uh, the mission, so to speak, uh, why we're doing it, uh, what my vision might be for it, but I kind of laugh because really I, I might offer a vision, but I'm hopeful that you can convey to the listeners really more of the heart of the matter, right. w- what it is that your heart is, or where your heart is on all of this. So, so with that in mind, <laughs> why delay, right? So, so Tammy, tell us a little bit, as a director of Covenant's Continuing Education Programs, tell us a little bit about your heart, and then I'll add my what might be a little bit of my vision piece to it. as I might have any experience <laughs> doing any of the stuff that you're talking of or talking about, uh, the idea when you say that, that comes to me is empowerment. Uh, I know empowerment's not necessarily a unique term when it comes to Christianity uh, or Christian counseling or even the purposes of Christian counseling, but I think when we talk about empowerment, We're talking about, certainly through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, which has really been inspired by the Holy Spirit, for the sake of empowering, certainly, folks, those individuals that might do what we do, but also for the sake of the people, the the need, as you're describing it, as you're identifying it, that individuals come to people who, who are Christian counselors, who have received the training, who understand what ministry in that way is about, who've been called, that's what I want to say, to that particular right. purpose. Yes, yes, and you know, there are a lot of people that, um, you know, don't recognize the calling on their lives, but, you know, if we look at um, one of my foundational scriptures, and the basis for my calling comes from Second Corinthians chapter one, verse four, that says, 
you know, he comforts us in our tribulation so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. When we receive that, we then, in turn, have something to offer to folks. And how many times do we find ourselves in a conversation with a friend over, you know, maybe over lunch or something, and all of a sudden we find ourselves in the midst of a conversation that they're laying before us this really troublesome situation in their life or something they're struggling with, and we may or may not know what to say or we, you know, feel like, oh, I I can't say something that's worthwhile or I have nothing to offer. Well, you know, we really do, but we just need to learn how to use those things and how to allow the Holy Spirit to direct us in using that. And, And as much as I might follow up on that a bit with this thought, we know we're all called to ministry. And, and and that is just being a disciple of Christ. That's entering into him as he has entered into us or we've received him and allow him to come into our lives. And, and however you would describe it, you know, I, I typically go to the thought of ministry of reconciliation, but but there's many ways to describe it. But we're also talking about in that same sort of kind of vein or going in that same sort of direction, there are certain individuals that are uniquely called, uh, individuals that otherwise are in a position of ministry as identified, and though in, a, in that sort of wonderful of ways, universally we're all equipped to minister and that's a calling on all of our lives, there are certain individuals and really that's as much anything as what I, my vision would be for Covenant's continuing education programs, would be specifically to empower those that recognizably are called the ministry in maybe a bit more of a formal dimension. We don't want to discourage anyone from uh, either accessing uh, our resources, uh, which we will get into here in a few moments, exactly what those might be. But at the same time, I, I really want to make sure if anybody should be listening to this podcast right now that feels that they're called to ministry and even maybe a little bit more of identifiable, I don't want to say formal, but identifiable sort of dimension, I want them to know that's really where at least my vision is. I want to make sure we empower them. Right. Not that we have the power of the Holy Spirit exclusive, but that we can help them to release that in their life. And and maybe it is only for them. They have to come to a point where they feel comfortable with that or accept that. Right. Yeah, that's that's not an easy place to get to sometimes. Well, I know in the book of Ephesians, <laughs> and I did a little bit of prep for the podcast as well, uh, at least thinking about you know, what we wanted to say, and this is the verse that, these verses that came to my mind. I think the Apostle Paul was sort of doing the same thing. He was addressing the, the church at Ephesus, but he identifies chapter 4, starting with 11, uh-huh. some of these specific sort of callings. Right. 
And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness by which they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him or into him in all things who is ahead even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working and the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Now, Part of the reason I go there is certainly I want it to be word-based. But I think he's capturing the same thing we're trying to capture on the podcast. I think actually even as he's writing this epistle to those that are young babes in Christ, he already has an idea of where this thing needs to go and with that what it's going to take as with equipping and then the purposes of that in raising up not only the body, the bride of Christ, but exalting Christ himself. But that's sort of what I would want to think Covenant's Continuing Education Programs are, is all about is is we have a similar purpose in mind. We're all unified in Christ. We know we've been called unto ministry in him. We're all part of the body. But then there are those that for that end in mind, God has called forth and said, okay, this is particularly then maybe an aspect or a lane, again, a vein of ministry I want you to run in. And I think that in that, some are apostles, some are prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. And I know he was talking in historical reference to literally a time when Jesus was here on this earth. But in some ways, too, we're all apostles if we've had an encounter with Christ. But there's a certain order, or seems seemingly so, a certain measure of maturity that goes with that. And then giftings and talents. that in these 
you know, the last few years. Um, we don't have face-to-face interactions with people anymore, so we don't even know how to talk on a personal basis, let alone reveal how people find what the scripture says. Well, and I think as much too, there's a lot to be said for people who are hungry, yeah. uh, needy, needful. Yeah. <laughs> needy doesn't sound too complimentary. Needful of ministry. Yeah. Some who are quite ignorant, certainly of the Word of God. Right. Maybe they've bought into more of the secular, the humanistic sort of approaches. But obviously, as you made that sort of statement of the current state or status of life, our relationships, the world, humanism will not save you. And if anything, humanism actually divides more than brings together. It does. And in the name of certainly psychology, uh, behavioral health, I would never be dismissive of knowledge. If there's knowledge and we can garner it, if it can help us understand the human nature better, if it prepares us then in some ways to understand what what we are, what we need to be or become, if it points out our inadequacies, our human inadequacies and failings, and then would be useful to calling us to a greater measure in Christ, I'm quite all right with that. The unfortunate thing is, though, in this lack of ignorance or in this lack of knowledge or knowing about Jesus specifically, not the human dimension, but the salvation message of Christ, individuals will try to practice counseling or Christian counseling, what we like to call specialized pastoral care, in a dimension that is really devoid of the power. (laughs) You know, I get back to this notion of empowerment. If it's not rightly connected to not only the body, rightly fitted, if it's not of the Holy Spirit, certainly, then it's not of God. It, It would be there. It could be of God in some measure, but it would not be as I... Even said at the top of the podcast, the beginning of the podcast, I have a vision, you have the heart. And, and I think what I'm trying to capture is, there's a lot of folks that are going to try to help people, but they're humanists. There, there's a lot of even individuals who call themselves Christian counselors, but really are not doing that out of the legitimate power of the Holy Spirit. Which, once again, we're not the ones that own that. We can't sanction that. But what we can do is we can help individuals understand how to use the knowledge. One, we can supply that knowledge along with the best of them. But more so, how God would want that in a practical application. Let's say, for instance, that your ministry would be in some way inclusive of what we see as as some of the functions of specialized pastoral care, Christian counseling, we want to assist folks in knowing how to allow the Holy Spirit to use them in that dimension, even so, based on the Word of God, even so, kind of as with the book of Ephesians, and, and certainly that wasn't the only epistle, that wasn't the only New Testament church. But the calling was to equip those individuals to be able to minister or ministering to those that are lost 
and bringing them along from being a child into maturity in Christ. There's still a need for those that could be leaders and guides and could then use the knowledge, even if it's humanistic, but applied within a more pastoral model, a Christian counseling model that is really genuinely attached to the Holy Spirit, so much so that they are an instrument and vessel of Christ ministering as we are all ministers but specialize to a particular need of the body. Right. Yes. Yes, you are, you are right. You are right. You know, as you're saying now, I've opened my Bible here there to Ephesians 4, and I'm looking back at verse 1. And the very first thing that, that Paul says there, and I'll... I'll skip through a few words here, but he basically said, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling. So, in order to walk worthy, we have to equip ourselves. And Covenant's Christian, the pastoral Christian counseling, uh, specialized Christian counseling that we'll offer here is for the purpose of equipping folks with the calling. To be able to walk in that. And it would be, I think, in that same way that even the disciples, <laughs> and they were yet disciples, uh, before they even so maybe could rightfully take on the moniker or the, the, the title of apostles, they had to walk with Jesus and there had to be a lot of tutelage, a lot of teaching. And, and there is much to be said for the human dimension because though we know it is complete spiritually and, and we know we're all, again, empowered to do that spiritually, conforming to that, the image of Christ in bodily dimensions, knowing the best that's available even empirically, scientifically, even so, even if it's not necessarily from the Bible, but it's through study of humans, we can learn a lot from psychology, or at least we can learn a lot from what psychology has brought as far as a refinement of the awareness of how people process, how they do communicate, how they do connect, how to facilitate that, how to understand where someone might be in human regard to their own maturity or development. You know, that includes all kinds of different ways of looking at operational systems, emotions, thoughts. But the idea would be not that salvation would be in any of that if it weren't then to the preparation of them receiving (laughs) the Holy Ghost. And, And I don't know that I want to say that so much in just receiving. It's receiving an awareness of the power that is residual or resident within them as much as they would accept Jesus. It's a releasing of a power, but it's a cooperation. It's a sanctification of the vessel, the logistics of it, so that there may then be another level of operation. You are accomplished, certainly in material terms, mature, full faculty, But now we want it to include how to fully allow the Holy Spirit to use that sanctified vessel in, again, evangelism. And bringing bringing to fruition Christ and the manifestation and, and to share a personal testimony. And 
I still think that there's room for that. Even though there's church, even though there's pastors, even though there's other ways of getting that, you can approach it from your own studies of the secular, there's something to be said for, again, rightly connecting. And that's sort of, in my mind, where Covenants Continue Education Programs also comes back around the vision we want to, we want to participate in that we're not the only ones we don't want to say that we're exclusive but i do think in some ways we want to offer our own personal testimony of that and then in that should folks find that useful to encourage them help support them to again bring resource to them education knowledge word testimony but i want it to be spiritual I, I would want it to be not only spiritual, I'd want it to be Holy Spirit driven, guided, directed. Yes, yes. Yes, I, I, I think that's the key. Um, is the, the, the direction of the Holy Spirit, if, if, if we're not there, we're, we're, we're set up for failure. We're, we're allowing the enemy to intervene in places we don't want it to be. Well, he's going, to, he's, he's going to get in anywhere he can, so we just want to make sure we don't give him too much opportunity, or if we recognize an opportunity, we make sure that it's sanctified by the Word so that he does not then steal. Because that's what he does. He, he, he seduces, he steals, and what he tries to do is convince you that somebody else does it better than you, or even so, I think, unfortunately, what has rendered us to be in such a state, as you assessed it earlier, where our relationships are broken down, where we really don't communicate with one another, where we're really not fully ministering the Holy Spirit. And we have to remember the Holy Spirit, God, is love. The manifestation of that is a complete presentation of love. But there was an author by the name of Jay Adams <laughs> who captured all of this oh, a long, long time ago. Back in the 70s, and that would have been probably the onset of the popular popularization, if that's a word, of psychology to the masses, so to speak. All these self-help books, all of the 12-step models, all of that. He was really close to the actual kind of the origins of psychology in that sense of, of application or being brought to the masses, the populace. But basically... He was struggling with this very same thing that we're seeing today, and maybe it's just a continual fight, but it's, I think, in part, the vision for me includes continuing the fight that he kind of, as with faith, initiated all those years ago. Basically, psychology would say most in specialized pastoral care, Christian counseling, are not competent to counsel. We're not capable. Pastors should take care of religion and salvation. And there's a certain degree of bringing up, although people in the Lord, although sometimes that takes on more of a denominational flavor than it really does anything else. It's kind of the personality of, of the individual and, and who they seem to kind of uh, rightly fit together with, the community that they kind of associate with. But it basically was used of the devil to, to say, but you really can't counsel people because when you get into that territory of counseling, 
you're starting to get into the psychological stuff, and you and you should probably leave that up to experts. Yes, 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 yes. That is out there. You are so right. And of course, it's hard to say what we're saying without risk of some hypocrisy. But really, I don't want to be the expert, except to say if I've had any experience with the psychology of it or the understanding of the counseling part of it or even so much as your experience in education has brought that to you and your certifications. We want to make sure we communicate that's important, but don't let anybody convince you that somehow you're not equipped and if that requires, again, some endorsement on our part, some sort of encouragement on our part, uh, to feel confident, to step out and to operate and to trust that you have as much in terms of human knowledge as any of them might have, depending on how much you study, where you study. But the most important thing you have is the Holy Spirit and with that, the Word of God, which is really, in my opinion, the origins of all that psychology stuff. If you were to chase it all down, it all came from the Word of God. The devil has just hijacked it and stole it, seduced, took it from the church, took it to a more humanistic realm, and now is using it as a platform to divide again, to separate, but to disable or to somehow communicate that Christians are not and cannot be fully equipped to the fullest aspect of ministry. And that would be to provide, in our case, what Covenant's Continuing Education Program is all about, specialized emphasis upon specialized pastoral care, Christian counseling. Right. We're not humanists. We're not, not at all. Not at all. Although I understand that, and I'm educated and trained in that, and so too are you. Right. But we really want to say, but you don't have to operate within that context if you are otherwise equipped as best the word would be, and within the pastoral you have that ability to minister that word in that way. And we're saying, but take advantage of what is out there. And at least with somebody who's not going to try to further divide you from God or your, your Christian foundation or try to somehow create some sort of dissonance or schism between, oh, well, you're a pastor, but you really aren't a qualified counselor. Or you're a pastor, but you should probably leave all this up to the humanists who I... No, that's not what we're about. Right. That's, that's correct. That's, that's correct. You know, I, was, um, I heard this recently, and this, this was a comparison that I came, came up with. You know, the, the, the Bible tells us we are to the, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Psychology says we are biopsychosocial spiritual beings. Um, is that not an overlap? There is not a disagreement in that. <laughs> it is, and and I think that's where the church as a whole has has for many years stood back and separated the two. So. 
you know, I think, yeah, as you said, we can take pieces of the, you know, traditional psychology model that's out there and things that we've learned from a secular background, but basically what we know is it's all in the scripture um, that finally um, we, were, we were given years and years and thousands of years ago, but finally the secular world caught up with maybe. And it's true, but, but it, yes, all true, and yet we're still being deceived. Somehow the devil's convinced us that we can't hang out with God or that those two worlds cannot be merged. And, you, and again, you can look at that from a lot of different directions. Ours particularly is with what we do or we've been called to as an avocation or profession or a specific sort of aspect of ministry. Uh, it doesn't mean it can't be useful to people who are called to specialized pastoral care services, Christian counseling ministry. But it does mean, though, when we look at that, this is how we see it. The devil is still deceiving us. And with that, allowing, we're permitting (laughs) enmity to continue to exist. And he's taken full advantage of that. And, and, and with that, then, he's not equipping the body. Because if he were, we would not be in the state we're in right now. The, he'd still be fighting a good, uh, not a good fight, but he'd still be fighting the fight, the devil. We'd still be having the outcome, but the church would be stronger. And if there's going to be any sanctification left before Jesus comes again and we go through all that we know the Bible tells us we're going to go through in terms of the actual tribulation and the struggles with humanism and the secular and the the geopolitical and the social and what was it you described that earlier psychology would tell us we are? Biopsychosocial spiritual beings. And it's true, but... There should be no enmity between science and our Christian faith. But it starts with our Christian faith that then gives us a revelation of science that should never take position over our Christian faith, our Christian walk, the power of the Holy Spirit. It would be the additional knowledge to equip us to deal with the additional concerns that the world that we live in today may hold that maybe in Jesus' time, or even times before, as you said, all those many years ago, wasn't so prominent as it is today, but it still was. It's still the work of the adversary. What we're attempting to do, though, is to bring it into proper alignment, hold that as foundational, so that we take the science, which we believe in science. We believe in research. We believe in empirical study. We believe in education. We believe in degrees. We believe in doctorates, higher education, graduate school. We believe in continuing education, covenants, continuing education. But we believe more that all of those are tools that the Holy Spirit would then supply us. And I'll go back to Jay Adams. The Holy Spirit would supply us the ability to use them in the right way. That's Jay Adams' position. Nuthetic counseling 
is Holy Spirit led and directed using the fullness of whatever knowledge, whatever tools are available, but never to the usurping of the power. It's Absalom at the gate. It's, it's the devil stealing Adam and Eve and the rest of God's creation until the time of Christ and the second coming of Christ. He still works to do that. But we allow him to do that when we fail to understand his aim is to divide us. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, I'm trying to think. There's something I've heard recently. It's the three Ds. Um, if the enemy can deceive, deceive us. Um, I'm going to forget it. Sorry. Um, basically, if he can deceive us, he can destroy us. Yes. Well, that's what he does. He, yeah. he has used that. And because now of our fear of God, because we know this, this is not right. And if you've gone to a secular therapist, if you've gone to even one that identifies as Christian, but really does not do that out of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, you'll know if you're a believer, there was something not right about that. Yeah. It's missing something. But if you drink the Kool-Aid, if you fall into the trap of being brainwashed, if somehow you're convinced that you cannot be equipped and empowered, that that really counsel is best, this is Jay Adams, is best done within the Christian community by believers who are called according to specific works to rightly minister to every facet and aspect of the body's needs, not only human needs, but the body of Christ manifest in human terms, then you've given the keys to the kingdom to the devil. And he's not going to give them back. Right. And I'm not saying that we're so blind, but I think we're so blind. We may just be desensitized. Maybe we've just gotten used to it, so we aren't as alarmed by it. But part of covenants to the vision, as I see it, again, get back to that notion of vision. We need to bring people's awareness. We need to elevate the insight, not for the sake that insight saves, but they need to know how they're being tricked. They need to know the difference between, as again, Ephesians, that passage I read. There's all these people who are going to try to trick you. They're going to use human knowledge. They're going to use human dimension, material dimension. They're going to appeal to all the carnal elements that the devil did with Adam and Eve. And if you're not aware of that and know rightly how to discern the Holy Spirit and then how in that to grow or to allow others, such as what we're offering through covenants, continue education, an opportunity to gain knowledge so not only that they might increase in that skill, at least as good as psychologists, right? Practice it. Get used to it. You can't practice psychology, but you can take from what they've studied and they've learned and they've disseminated. And through the Christian lens, through the biblical paradigm, through more than just lens or paradigm, through the Holy Spirit, that can become useful tools. That's what we want to do. We want to restore that and establish, establish that in faith. 
Now, maybe, maybe that sounds a little bit too far out there. So if you feel like it is, go ahead and call me out on that. But I really think that is what God wants us to do, especially in the times that we're in right now, is be even more so established in the Holy Spirit, in, in Jesus Christ, and in that then becoming more skilled learning more, becoming better at ministering the word. Not from a salvation standpoint of our own, or the Holy Spirit does it best, but we become then tools, vessels. Yes, yes, vessels. You know, that's that's an interesting term. Vessels, and whether we are empty vessels or full, full vessels, Filled with the Holy Spirit to allowing Him to flow out of us and and in our calling to these specific ministries, to the ministry of specialized pastoral Christian counseling. Um, yeah. You know, I think from a secular model, this thought's going through my mind. So much of that and, and with you know, 12-step methods and things that are out there. You know, we, we know they work to degrees, but it's like we get, we learn cycles and how to repeat things, and and but we never learn to rise to a place of victory that the Holy Spirit can ultimately lead us to as a part of the sanctification process. And I think that's one of the breakdowns in not allowing the Holy Spirit through the direction of the the biblical perspective to lead and guide. Well, surely if you've been consecrated, (laughs) set aside as a holy people with an intent in mind to minister to the Gentiles or the masses, and whether you look at that in terms of Old Testament or you look at that as with the book of Revelation in the New Jerusalem that comes down, we are the purveyors as a body, as with Christ. We are vessels. Even as the New Jerusalem comes down, there's a river of life that flows from the very throne of that, the temple, the sanctuary, that is good to the ministering and to the nations. And along the banks are all the different fruits which are in due season good for the nourishment of not only the saints, but those that we're ministering to. And we're built upon the foundation of the apostles and the disciples, even as, again, I think Ephesians was maybe more so than even we are today, in a real-time sort of way, capturing that or living that. But I think that's what we're saying, is not to the discredit of psychology, not to the competition. We're not competing with psychology. We're just saying, use the information, the tools, to know more about the people that you're ministering to, to understand more the condition And then with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which is entirely then 
a gift of God. It is pastoral. It is not secular. It is not psychiatry. It is not behavioral health. It's not professional counseling, social work. None of that. It's more. <laughs> it's, it's better than if it's done, again, in proper measure. And all we're saying is not that we're going to try to, again, be comparable or compete with any of the highest standards of ethics or aspirations of any of those particular disciplines, holding people accountable through licensure and through ethical boards or licensure boards. We're not going to do that. That's not the standard. The standard is our faith and our calling in Christ, the consecration. And what we're about at Covenant's Continuing Education Programs is empowering then those that have been called to those ministries with everything that we know so that the devil can't trick you. And so they can't try to pretend like they know something you don't know. And use that as with proper measure. You don't go out and say, I'm doing psychotherapy. I'm doing psychology. That's not what you say. You know you're going to run into problems with that. What you say is, I'm ministering the word of God, but I understand the psychology of the human being. I understand the human need. I understand the emptiness that's been brought about by the separation of us from God and from one another. I understand about why you're called to this particular ministry. I've been called to this ministry. I presume you have too. Yes. <laughs> and we know. Yes. We're a living testimony of that. Right. And even right. so, we may not be of the same stature, I fear to say that, of the Apostle Paul or any of the apostles or even the New Testament elders, but we're called to help to bring those that maybe aren't quite at that point yet, that are just coming to either salvation, awareness, wanting to help, wanting and to equip them wherever they are in whatever maturity, physically, bodily, but also spiritually state they might be in to do exactly what Christ has called us all to, which is ministering to the needs of the church. So that's so again, that's, that's my vision. I think it is your heart. Yes, it, it is. It is my, my heart. My, my, I am so passionate about this. Um, yeah, we so, so many needy people, so many needs to reach out, but. The, the harvest, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. And why is that? Many because of the sense of a lack of knowledge, a, a lack of um, what word am I looking for? I'm not sure right now, but uh, a, a, a sense that uh, you said basically said this earlier. A sense that I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. Um, I can't do that, or someone else is better than me. And we we can revert to let them do it. And and, um, and though that's not, we're not about self esteem. 
But if God's called you, Ezekiel, he's going to tell you, you're going to have to have a rock forehead because they're not going to necessarily receive it. But if he's called you, you have to know what he has given, what he has bestowed as talents, what he's given you and the particulars of your ministry. There's no greater validation. It's not self-esteem, it's God-esteem. But we do have to overcome discouragement, and I think discouragement leads to fatalism. Well, it really doesn't seem to be working, and maybe we really don't know, and maybe all those individuals that have these really, really kind of big problems, we maybe need to send them to somebody so they can get on medicine or so that they, and I'm not taking anything away from medication. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you, if you don't minister and certainly don't encourage and you don't understand, you may give it to the devil and, and give them over to the devil. And in the end, they're like, Ezekiel, it's on you, Ezekiel. If you don't preach the word, if you don't stand up strong, if you don't help people understand, this is me, God, and the foundation that I have laid forth before you that you can rest upon in your ministry, and you're ministering the word, don't be afraid of them. If you are, I'm going to hold that to your accounting. And I think that for me, that's as much that's a vision. I guess that captures a bit of passion as well. So, so what I wanted to let our podcast listeners also know is we're going to be starting a series of, uh, I guess, these continuing education offerings uh, with just that. Jay Adams, competent to counsel, introduction to nathetic counseling. And uh, it's going to be taught by you. Uh, We'll be chapter by chapter. You'll go through it. You'll make relevance. You'll bring relevance to it through the Word of God. You'll add what God has called you to, to add your personal testimony, your personal experiences, your knowledge to enhance it. Uh, Not that it needs our help. It's the Word of God. But it will maybe help somebody be able to see where they might rightly fit when it comes to models, approaches, what's available. You'll help them see it within the scope of what we know, even if it is within the realm of psychology. Uh, We're not going to disavow science. I'm not going to be scared because I'm a pastor or I'm doing this out of a ministerial, specialized pastoral care role, Christian counseling role. I'm not going to be scared to say, but I've studied that, and I know that as well as you know that. But I know it better because I'm going to have the Holy Spirit. But you're going to be sharing insights. Ways that you've learned what you've learned. Which is, I think, a great advantage with that end in mind of empowerment. Now, if they want to participate in that, (laughs) good news. It doesn't cost them a thing, except their time. (laughs) And, And we've got a website. It's Covenants. ContinuingEducationPrograms.org. Now, you've got to put hyphens between that. Uh, Covenants-continuing-education-programs.org. It'll take you to our website. 
It will tell you how to reach out to us through email. You can also call right now. That is the best way to find out when these courses begin. This, these, these classes toward this course begins on Jay Adams, competent to counsel. And with that, then the scheduling of it, all the logistics. Uh, we're hopeful at some point to be able to offer a Facebook page. We're not quite there yet. Uh, but again, all the necessary. So if you give us your email, for instance, we'll be able to send that as it comes together as we get that more refined with Facebook or other ways to contact us. But we'll also continue, we'll put you on a list if you want to be, you don't have to be if you don't want to, on a list of ongoing offerings. And what might those be? But I think we're going to kind of take the approach, Tammy, that you are going to, you already do, you love to read. (laughs) You're going to share all of this great information from all of these great books and these great authors and these great references. You're going to be fully disclosing of who they are and what their background is so that people will really then be informed. But you're going to share that in a way that not only they can go read it themselves, but they're going to get your ideas on it, your interpretation, and I believe those are anointed. That's what I'm saying. I believe the Holy Spirit has called you. Your heart is to equip and to empower so that you help directly, but also facilitate others helping directly. Yes. Yes. Yes, I, I think you're right. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about doing this and offering offering this to folks um, and just being able to, to provide and share you know what I've what I've learned over the years but I'm also excited as we you know, as we move forward uh, thinking to the future um, to hear stories back from folks about how it's impacted them too so And yes, we would want that as with relationship. We're not a church. We don't want to replace your church. We're not a denomination. But we want that communication because we think that's important. We have our niche. We have our calling. Uh, We just want to do that in a way that maybe some churches can't. Maybe some churches are just not there. Maybe they've gotten caught up in all the deceitfulness of the humanistic. Maybe they feel incompetent to counsel versus confident in counsel. Maybe it is they just don't understand how to allow the Holy Spirit to really take all that knowledge. Maybe they're afraid. Maybe they're concerned that, well, that's really, I shouldn't be doing that. I could hurt some. Well, true, but you're not going to be practicing psychotherapy and psychological counseling. That's not what this is about. What this is about, though, is helping you understand the need so that you might practice what is even greater which is the application of the word of God to the perfecting of the saints. But they need to talk to you, and I'm sure you would want to create conversations with them. And then we are also going to quarterly offer an on-site where people can actually come. Now, not everybody can. Geography is going to get in the way. Distance is going to get in the way. Who knows? You may be, one day, Tammy, you may be ministering through uh, Covenant's Continuing Education programs to somebody in Africa. They're not going to come. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, But at the same time, though, those that might be, we're going we're gonna to even try to make it even more personal 
and personable in the sense that we're going to have a physical place to come to at least quarterly and conduct workshops. It may be one day, it may be a couple days, or maybe more, but at least once every quarter we want to eventually get to that place. And lastly, what we're going to do is also offer a certification, which I think is important, maybe only to us, maybe only to those that participate. But it's just acknowledgement that you have otherwise participated, gotten this background, this training, uh, so to speak, as with what we have, knowledge shared, uh, that spirit again of some continuing education, and with that then can use that, even if it's again for, for your own edification, even if it's just a tangible representation of the edification. I think it's all valuable. And unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at that, there is a bit of a transactional that goes with that. People want that. They need that. How do you convey that? You have to have some sort of way of saying there's value to what I've learned. And sometimes that's useful. It doesn't replace the calling of Christ. It's not to replace the, the uh, consecration, the sanctification, uh, even the ordination. That's not what it's about. That's not what we're trying to do. But some might find it useful, and if they do, then that would be helpful too. Maybe to them, and it would be something that we'd want to do. I really wasn't going to mention it. It's on the website, but I will. 5289220. And don't ask whose bright idea it was to come up with hyphens. Doesn't matter. It seemed like a good idea at the time. I think it will be. But it's a little bit of a headache. But make sure you insert the hyphens. Not between programs.org, but between covenants, continuing education programs. And you'll get everything you need there. And if you do, go ahead and let us know. We're going to probably, through our Facebook, we're going to probably do some Facebook advertising. Uh, which is really kind of a neat thing. It'll just come up on your Facebook and, you know, oh, I've heard of covenants or maybe you never have. And it'll say, check us out. Come to the podcast. Uh, and the podcast will be, I'm thinking at this point, I'm hoping we can do it once a week. <laughs> they put a lot on you, Tammy. I don't know. Maybe you've read enough books. You could do it once a week. But, but if we can do it once... Once a week, we're going to be actually offering some of the same content on the podcast. That's how much we really want to disseminate that. There's, you don't even have to email us. You, know, you don't have to have a record. If you do email us, we're going to send you something you can download it, keep it on file, whatever. But the podcast themselves, we're going to talk a bit about it like we did today with Jay Adams. And probably over the next few weeks, we're going to look at this competent counsel uh, a little bit more closely and kind of go into that as well. We won't offer the actual course until the spring, uh, early 2023. Uh, but at the same time, I think we may end up doing that. Or who knows? I'm going to leave that up to you. you. 
Tammy, you can just bring whatever and you feel like God's put on your heart to share with the listeners and, and hopefully with me and, and I, I may not ask exactly the same questions they will, but I'm going to probably end up being that person that asks a lot of questions and gives you a chance to explain it. And eventually, at some point, too, we're going to get a, a specific email uh, directly to you. But right now, we don't have that set up just yet. It's attached to covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com, which is our... And I think it's okay to say that. We also do uh, Christian counseling. We have a specialized pastoral care Christian counseling uh, agency office. Um, where we, we offer that in, in actually counseling individuals here on Covenant's Continuing Education Programs. Again, it's kind of more so directed to those who would counsel, but we also offer that. And that email, I'm sure Carolyn, who is the director of the Covenant Specialized Pastoral Care Christian Counseling Ministry uh, Services, I'm sure she will pass that over to you, Tammy. You guys, by the way, kind of know each other? We do. Yeah, and I'm sure that she is would be more than happy, helpful, happy to help in getting any information to Carolyn until we get uh, and to Tammy until we get all this set up, uh, so that that could go directly to you. So again, I'm so glad you chose to join us on the podcast today. Covenants Continue Education Programs. With Tammy Jones and Dave Clay, and I do hope that you will reach out to us. And Tammy, is there anything you, you would want to say in closing? Um, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is uh, on my mind today as we're, we're recording this um, on December 19th um, of 2022 is remember the reason for the season. Don't get overly stressed about it and rejoice. And as much as, again, that would be good for any season, it's particularly good at this season. We just want individuals, the encouragement would be to enjoy Jesus and yeah. celebrate him as he, we celebrate his advent or his birth. All right. We want to invite you back. Tammy, you'll be back on, the, on our next edition. And uh, in the meantime, <laughs> we just want to say be blessed. Yes. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.